when when Abraham and Isaac were on Mount Moriah uh, after that supreme test that Abraham was given, Abraham called the place Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. I think as I read it in Genesis 22, it will say that the Lord sees. Uh, one, One writer said, literally translated, it means the Lord sees to it. In other words, when the Lord sees the need, he will provide. And I'm here to say this morning that the Heavenly Father has provided. On Mount Moriah, Abraham said to his son, his only son, the son whom he loved, uh, God will provide himself with a lamb for the burnt offering. And then after Abraham had passed passed his test uh, of faith, he called the place Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will provide. On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. And that looked way ahead to uh, Mount Calvary when uh, Christ was the sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins for the whole world. I'll read uh, this account in Genesis 22. You're welcome to join me and and meditate on this uh, scripture. Maybe meditating more this morning on our Heavenly Father's sacrifice. Genesis 22, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and and get get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father... And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, 
and laid him on the altar of wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out to him of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, the mount of the Lord, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, by, by myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt in Beersheba. I'll read another verse here. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, Behold, Milcha, she hath borne children unto thy brother Nahor. And it goes on to list uh, uh, Nahor was, um, was Abraham's brother way back where Abraham came from. And it, his, uh, Nahor's wife had borne him eight children. And his, his concubine had, had borne him four children. And I think that's just a, I think this was after 80 some years that he got, I don't know if this was the only word he heard from his family, but here he received this word that his brother had 12 sons. And it reminds us of Abraham's first test when, uh, the Lord called his name and said, Abraham, um, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household and go to, to a land that I will show you. It was like that early test was, do you love me, trust me? Do you love me more than you love your father and your father's uh, kin people? Uh, leave them all, come and follow me, God said to Abraham. Now this test is uh, even more difficult, seems to me, that God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there on the mountain that I will show you. Was God saying to Abraham, do you love me? Do you trust me more than... And do you love me more than you love your son? 
King James Bible here says that God did tempt Abraham. Other translations use the word tested. Um, Satan tempts people to fall. We, we, we also, I think in this day, we often use the, uh, the word temptation in a negative light. I'm tempt in a negative light. But here God, uh, God tests, God does test people. He'll test you. He does test you and me to prove their faith and to improve their faith and to improve their character. Maybe other reasons too. But here Abraham was tested. In verse 1, God called to Abraham, and Abraham replied, Here am I. In verse 7, Isaac said, My father. And Abraham replied, Here am I, my son. And in verse 11, the angel cried out, Abraham, Abraham, stay your hand. And Abraham replied, Here am I. And it seems to me that this here am I response to God and to his son, Abraham was saying, I'm like a servant to you. I'm here to carry out your will, Father. Just like Moses did at the burning bush when God called him, Moses said, here am I. And Samuel in his dark bedroom as he ran to Eli said, here am I. And then when he realized it was God calling, he said, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And Isaiah, when he was called, said to God, here am I, send me. And Mary, the mother of our Lord, said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And our Lord Jesus said, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. And in Gethsemane's agony, he cried, not my will, but thine be done, Father. He said, Abba, Father. He called out to his father. And when in anguish, and this was in John's gospel, which doesn't have the, this may be Gethsemane in John's gospel. When he was in anguish, he cried out, Father, glorify thy name. And God called back from heaven, I've glorified it and will glorify it again. Uh, Our heavenly father, our our savior, Jesus Christ, uh, said to his father, here am I your servant, to do your will. Abraham had a servant attitude. And that, that also could be a picture of Jesus Christ and his willingness to go to the cross. And when God calls us, we should answer, here am I. Here am I, ready to trust you and to, to love you ready to believe and accept your word, ready to obey you. Then in verse 2, God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son whom you love. And after the test was completed, God commended Abraham and he said, now I know you fear me. The angel said this, now I know you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Verse 15, the angel said again, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. 
Now, God, our Heavenly Father, has one Son, His only Son, who He loves. Twice He spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. In John 3.16, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Is there anyone more precious to our Heavenly Father than His one and only Son? How He loves His Son. And to think that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son as a sacrifice so that we can have eternal life. Do you ever doubt that God loves you? Well, let the dark clouds of doubt be driven away with the sunshine of the glorious reality that uh, God so loved you, God so loves you, that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only son, the son whom he loves for you and for your salvation. I have to remind myself of that often. God reminds me often in times of trouble when I wonder if God loves me. I remember uh, Calvary. Abraham rose up early in the morning, the next, the next morning, the morning after he heard from the call from God, the command from God. He had resolute faith, and uh, Abraham is held up in the New Testament, especially in the book of Romans, as a model for us of what faith is. No dilly-dallying around. He just got up and went the very next morning. He didn't take a few days to rationalize around God's command. He just rose up and uh, called two servants to help him and his son, and he split the wood and he loaded the donkey, and they started out on the three days' journey to the region of Mount Moriah. Verse 4 says that on the third day, uh, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and off in the distance he saw uh, Mount Moriah. He must have been with a sinking heart and, and dread in his heart as he saw the mountain ahead, knew that would be the place for the sacrifice. But then in verse 13, after the angel told him not to hurt his son, uh, Abraham again lifted up his eyes, and I believe it was with great joy that he saw the ram that God had provided to take Isaac's place on the altar. On that third day, as they were arriving in the region of Mount Moriah, Abraham told his servants, you stay here with the donkey while I and the lad go and worship, and then we will come back to you. I believe that was an expression of faith. Abraham, according to the book of Hebrews, believed that God would raise Isaac from the dead. So then Abraham took the wood and made a bundle of it and placed it on Isaac's back, and that's, that's not unlike Jesus Christ who carried his burden of wood up to Calvary. 
Abraham himself carried the knife and the fire. How I shudder at the thought of, of the knife and the fire. And then the Bible says, this is beautiful, that the two of them went on together. And we see it again in verse 8 after their little exchange between Abraham and Isaac, that the two of them went on together. Can't you almost see them uh, climbing the mountain off in the distance, the two of them together? And, and can you, in a spiritual way, I see the Father and the Son, the Heavenly Father and His one and only Son, in, inseparable from eternity past, going on to Calvary together. How often did Jesus speak of His Father? Many, many times He spoke of His Father. He said, I and the Father are one. I can do nothing without my Father. The Father has sent me. I live because of my Father. The Father loves His Son and shows Him shows me all he does, and I do the works of my Father, making their way to Calvary. First we see them in Gethsemane, Jesus praying in agony, not my will, but thine be done, Father. And he called him Abba Father. Abba Father, you can do all things. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. They went on together to the high priest and to the Sanhedrin and to, the, and to Pilate and to Herod. I'm not sure I have those in the right order. And Jesus was mocked and spit upon and slandered and beaten and whipped and then on Calvary crucified. And I believe the heavenly, our Heavenly Father, Jesus' Father, uh, suffered along with His Son as His Son suffered. His son, his only son, who, who he loved, loved, loves. Now some, some teach that this suffering was the wrath of God being poured out on, on the son. You'll hear it, I hear it pretty often as I listen and read. But I, I think not. I believe our Heavenly Father, I believe he suffered the, at the hands of Satan and evil men and their wrath but not at the hands, from the hands of the Father. I believe our Heavenly Father was making a great sacrifice and that he suffered greatly with his Son. As Abraham and Isaac were climbing, Isaac said, Father, and Abraham said, Here I am, my son. Isaac said, we have fire and wood, but where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Abraham said, my son, God himself will provide the lamb for the sacrifice. And they went on together, for God would provide the lamb. And they arrived at the spot and that God had showed Abraham, and did they prepare the altar together? Some think that might have been the very mount that Noah built an altar, and then uh, who else was it? Someone else in the past had built an altar. Oh, by the way, Mount Moriah, this, if it wasn't Mount Calvary, it was very, very near to Mount Calvary. 
this very spot that years later Jesus would die. But at some point Abraham must have told Isaac that he would be the sacrifice. It was what God commanded. And there's no record of a protest or resistance or a struggle. Um, I read that Isaac might have been 25 years old, may have been, and he could have outran or out, outfought Abraham, I suppose. But evidently Isaac was willing to be bound and be laid on the altar. And this, this could be a picture of, of Jesus, the Lamb of God. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. That's our Lord Jesus. That's how he went to Calvary. Abraham bound Isaac and placed him on the altar. And this could be a picture of me and you bound in sin, doomed to die. And Abraham raised his knife. But wait, there was a call from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And... Abraham said, here am I. And God, the angel said, don't lay your hand on, your, on the boy. And he said, now I know that you, that, that you fear God because you have not withheld your son, your only son. And Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the ram that God had provided. There was a substitute for Isaac. And there, is a sub, there was a substitute already offered for you and I. The Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. We need not die in our sins and be damned. For Jesus has died for us. In our place, for our sin. Our Heavenly Father has seen our need of forgiveness and salvation. And he provided the necessary and all-sufficient sacrifice uh, for forgiveness of sins and so that you and I and all the people of the world, whosoever will, may come. The angel said to Abraham, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sands on the seashore. And through you, your offspring, all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have, have obeyed me. And surely this blessing is, is talking about uh, Jesus Christ who will save people from every nation. Jesus Christ, the Lamb that God provided. Jesus is building his kingdom from all the nations. And he is inviting everyone into the kingdom. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door into the kingdom. And he calls us, whosoever will may come. Take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Leave everything and follow me. And Abraham teach, teaches us the, the quality of faith that it takes to enter into the kingdom, 
to be a part of Christ's kingdom. I think I said earlier that in the book of Romans, Abraham is held up as the model of faith. Abraham accepted the word of the Lord and he believed it. And Abraham was self-sacrificing. He yielded his will to the will of the Father. Abraham held nothing back. He gave his son, his only son, who he loved. Abraham obeyed God. You see, authentic faith, uh, finally, means that we obey God in all he commands. Obey him when he, we, uh, uh, face the really big test. Obey him then, but obey him in the small test too, like yesterday when, um, I needed to obey the command, uh, be kind one to another, and I was less than kind to my wife. Authentic faith uh, obeys God. A person with authentic faith obeys God. And Abraham, in his faith, persevered to the end of his life, never turning away from God and it was counted to him for righteousness. These conclusions about Abraham's supreme test, our heavenly father loves his one and only son. He has sacrificed greatly in giving up his one and only son, the son he loves to provide for our salvation. How God loves us if he's willing to give up his son, who he loves, for us. Our response to our Heavenly Father and to Jesus Christ and to his Holy Spirit must be a response of faith. Accepting and believing God's word, holding back nothing, uh, giving God even the most precious things that we hold dear, and obeying God and persevering in faith. May we worship our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, His Son, today in our communion.